Hey everybody, thanks for stopping in and welcome to Rowdy Dragon's Fantasy Sportsbook. I am, of course, Rowdy Dragon, one of the resident fantasy experts over here at tobychristie.com. And I'll be here every week with some featured head-to-head matchups, and I'll break them down to help you decide who you like. I'm over here crunching the numbers so you don't have to. We all know how time-consuming that can be, so let the dragon do the agonizing for you, whether you're playing just for fun or betting the odds. Speaking of odds, I'll also find your favorite driver odds and let you know just where to find them. I'll also look at some potentially good long shot driver odds, and I'll cap it off with my favorite picks for the featured matchups and give you my favorite for the win. Okay, well, let's take a look at Watkins Glen and the featured matchups for this week. We've got Ryan Blaney versus Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott versus Tyler Reddick, Chris Buescher versus Michael McDowell, Harrison Burton versus Todd Gilliland is your final matchup. These are pretty tough matchups for this week at Watkins Glen. Let's take a look and see how they match up. I'm going to look at the career stats for most of these drivers for the current track, and then we'll look at the Indy Road Course, Road America, Sonoma, and Coda, all that were run this year. And then for a couple of guys down there at the bottom of the list, we're going to look at a whole bunch of different things since there's not a whole lot of data to back up either of them. So moving on to the first featured matchup, the 12 car Ryan Blaney versus the 4 car of Kevin Harvick. Ryan Blaney, he's got five races run here at Watkins Glen. Kevin Harvick has 20. Ryan Blaney finishes in the 20 percentile with the one top five. Kevin Harvick, he's finished 15% of his races in the top five. And with two top tens, Ryan Blaney finishes in the top 10 40% of the time. Kevin Harvick, 55% of the time with 11 top tens out of 20. Kevin Harvick has a DNF, none for Ryan Blaney. And Blaney, he's got a couple laps led at Watkins Glen, but Kevin Harvick, he has led 66 over his career. Looking at the average finish for Ryan Blaney, he leads Kevin Harvick with an 11.6 to Kevin's 12.7. Ryan, he doesn't have any wins yet at the Glen, and Kevin Harvick, he has one win. That is 5% of his races. Now let's take a look at their stats at the Indy Road Course. I'm going to give you their finish position and driver rating and see how they stack up against each other. At Indy, Ryan, he finished in 26th place with a driver rating of 105.3. Kevin, he finished Indy Road Course in 33rd position with a 49.3 driver rating. Ryan finished in 11th over at Road America with a 78.3 driver rating. And at Road America, Kevin Harvick, he finished 10th with a 74.2 driver rating. So far, it's looking better for Ryan Blaney. At Sonoma, Blaney, he finished in the sixth position with a 100.2 driver rating. And Kevin Harvick finished in the fourth position with a 110.8 driver rating. So it looks like Kevin's got a handle on Sonoma there. Looking at Coda, the 12 car, he came in the sixth position with a 107.9 driver rating. And Kevin Harvick, he finished in the 11th spot with a 77 driver rating. Now what I'm doing is combining all the driver rating for all these tracks for this season. Ryan Blaney comes up on top with a 97.925 average and Kevin a 77.825 average. Now Kevin, he can go for the win. Ryan, depending on how his car is running, he will either go for the points or go for the win. So at this juncture, I am going to go with the numbers with Ryan Blaney until I see some practice numbers, which is gonna be huge this weekend. 
Ryan Blaney is Rowdy's pick. All right, moving on to the second featured matchup, Chase Elliott in the nine car versus Tyler Reddick in the eight car. Chase, he's got five races. 60% of those races are a top five. Tyler Reddick, he's got one race at Watkins Glen. So not much data to work with here. No top fives. He's got one top 10, but that is a 100% chance at a top 10. And Chase Elliott has three top 10s. 60% of his races, he finishes in the top 10 as well. Neither of them have DNFs. Chase in those five races has 141 laps led. So he's got quite a few laps led here with an average finish of six to Tyler Reddick's 10. So Chase looks like he's got a bit of a handle on things, especially with his two wins, which amount to 40% of his races. All right, let's compare their finishing positions and driver rating at the Indy Road Course. Chase Elliott finished 16th with a driver rating of 91.5. Tyler Reddick finished in the first place at Indy with a driver rating of 144.2, near perfect. Chase Elliott, he ran second place at Road America with a 144.7 driver rating. Pretty good there. Tyler Reddick, he finished again in the first place with a 133 driver rating. Looking at Sonoma, Chase Elliott finished in the eighth position with a driver rating of 105.9. Tyler Reddick had a bad day, finishing 35th with a 72.7 driver rating. Starting to favor Chase here. Looking at Coda, Chase finished in fourth place with a driver rating of 97.7. Tyler Reddick finished in fifth place with a driver rating of 115.5. So it's kind of flip-flopping back and forth. And looking at their average combined driver rating, Chase Elliott has a 109.95 at these four combined tracks. And Tyler Reddick at these four tracks, his combined average driver rating is a 116.35. Now seeing as Chase Elliott has not won on any of the road courses this year, and Reddick, he has two wins. Do you go with a guy who has won two road courses this year or a guy who has his first career win at this track? Then winning again on his second timeout and finishing P2 on his third go. Of course, that would be Chase Elliott, not to mention his run from the back to the front twice in the last race here. This has gotta be the toughest match of the week. So just for fun, I think I'll be throwing out their worst road course finish this season and use the guy with the better average. That puts Chase Elliott at a 4.6 and Reddick at a 2.3. So until I see some practice numbers, Reddick is my guy. Rowdy's pick, Tyler Reddick. All right, moving on to the third matchup of the week, Chris Buescher in that 17 car versus Michael McDowell in the 34. Chris, he's got six races, no top fives, no top tens. Not much to work with. Michael McDowell, he's got 12 races, also no top fives, no top tens. He does have five DNFs to Chris Busher's zero. But the DNFs include a rear gear, electrical problem, engine failure, a suspension issue, and only one accident. All with different teams except the accident was while he was driving for a front row. Neither of them have any laps led here and their average finishes. Chris Buescher has a 22.3, McDowell a 20.9. McDowell is ahead on this one. Let's take a look at their stats for the road courses for this year. At the Indy Road Course, Chris Buescher, he finished in the 10th position with a driver rating of 74.7. McDowell finished in the 8th position with a driver rating of 99.8. At Road America, Busher finished in the sixth position with a 104.3 driver rating. McDowell finished in the eighth position with a 99.8 driver rating. Chris finished in the second place over at Sonoma with a 128.1 driver rating. Too bad. Not too bad there. 
McDowell, he finished Sonoma in the third position with a 114.8. So it looks like Busher's having a better day at Sonoma altogether. Looking at Coda, Chris Busher finished in the 21st position with a 65.7 driver rating. Mike McDowell finished in the 13th position with a 56.5 driver rating. Hard to say which one of them had a better race there. McDowell did finish better, so I'll give him that one. Let's take a look at their combined average driver ratings at these four tracks. Chris Buescher has a 93.2, and McDowell, he comes up with a 92.7. So this one goes towards Chris Buescher. Looking at Buescher's overall road course average, he has a 15.7 to McDowell's 22.4. So I was struggling with trying to come up with some good numbers, and these guys are so evenly matched. This is the one that's going to decide it for me. Rowdy's pick. Chris Buescher. And your final featured matchup for the week, the 21 car Harrison Burton versus Todd Gilliland in the 38. Another toughie. These guys are always seeming to finish right next to each other. They both have four races. They both finish 25% of their races in the top five and 25% in the top 10. Neither of them have a DNF. Harrison Burton has led one lap at Watkins Glen and Todd Gilliland has led four. Their average finishes has Todd Gilliland on top with a 17.3 to Harrison Burton's 17.5. Like I said, they are so closely matched. We're going to look at a few more things here. Looking at their year on the road courses here, the Indy road course, Harrison Burton finished in the third place with a 69.2 driver rating. Todd Gilliland, he finished Indy road course in the fourth position with a driver rating of 89.6. One had a better finish position, the other had a better driver rating, so there's no help there. Looking at Road America, Harrison Burton finished in the 22nd spot with a 54.6 driver rating. Todd Gilliland finished in the 25th spot with a 42.8 driver rating. Harrison Burton came in 28th place at Sonoma with a 43.2 driver rating. Todd Gilliland came in the 24th place with a 48.2 driver rating. And at Coda, Harrison, he finished in the 17th position with a 62.8 driver rating. And Todd Gilliland finished in the 16th position with a 52.8 driver rating. Combining their average driver rating at these tracks gives Harrison Burton a 57.45 to Todd Gilliland's 58.35. And so it looks like the numbers favor Todd Gilliland right here. And just for the heck of it, so we have a little more to work with, I looked at their Overall career statistics, Harrison Burton has 141 races run with a 2.84% win ratio. He's got 38 top fives with a 27% chance at running top five. Todd Gilliland, he's got 118 races run. He's got three wins in his career, and he runs top five 23.73% of the time. And Harrison Burton over his career has led 583 laps. Todd Gilliland has 799 laps led over his career. So Burton, he runs about four laps per race on the point. And Gilliland, he gets about 6.7 per race. Harrison Burton's average finishing position over his career is 13.8 to Gilliland's 14.2. But I've had a lot of luck with Gilliland when I've been playing him on DFS. He's going to be my go-to guy this weekend. Even though the numbers do favor Harrison, I think Todd Gilliland is a better road course racer. Rowdy's going with Todd Gilliland. All right, now let's take a look and see how the sports books have things stacked up. We're going to take a look at the top 10 and see 
where your best values are, starting at the top of the list with Chase Elliott again. He's got a plus 550. You can find him only at Bet365 for that value. Tyler Reddick is listed at plus 600 across all books except for Bet365. Bet365, they just like to be different, I think. Kyle Larson, he's got 9 to 1 on FanDuel, DraftKings, Bet Rivers, Sugarhouse, and Unibet. Next, you've got Austin Sindrick at plus 1,000. That's 10 to 1 across all books except for, yes, you guessed it, Bet365. Next, you've got Ross Chastain at plus 1,000. Can be found over there at FanDuel, DraftKings, Bet Rivers, Sugarhouse, and Unibet. Midway through the pack, you've got Austin Sindrick. He is listed at 10 to 1 on all books, except for, yep, bet 365 yet again. Looking at your next driver, Daniel Suarez, he's listed at 15 to 1 only at Caesars. Ryan Blaney is the next one on the list at plus 1500, also only at Caesars. Thought I was going to say 365, didn't you? Okay, AJ Allmendinger, 16 to 1. Guess what? Bet365 is the only place you're going to find those odds. And finally, the 10th driver on this list, Chase Briscoe, listed at plus 1,800. That's 18 to 1, and you can only find him on FanDuel for that price. A couple of guys who I think belong in the top 10, we'll call them long shots. Chris Buescher, he's running well, especially coming off of that top 5 run at Richmond. Look for him to run top 10 again. He's listed at plus 2,500. It's worth a top 10 bet, maybe even going for the win. You heard the stats I rambled off between him and Mike McDowell a few minutes ago. Both of them look real good. In fact, Mike McDowell is my next long shot driver. He's listed at 40 to 1, plus 4,000. With a combined average of 8 on road courses this season, I like the 40 to 1 odds. Again, you heard the stats that I pumped out a few minutes ago when these two guys went head to head. Both of them should be a lock for top 10, if not one or the other. And this week, I'm going to be a little bit different from the books. I see Austin Sindrick going for the win. He doesn't have to worry about the stage points anymore. And with him having the highest average finish position on all these road courses this season at a 5.5, I'm locking him in as Rowdy's pick to win this race. Alrighty, that's how the books stack up. That's how the head-to-head stack up. I'm hoping that you guys can... Take advantage of some of these numbers and come home with some Gitas this weekend. So I wish you all good luck at Watkins Glen on the road course. May all your bets pay out. All right, we'll talk to you again right here at tobychristie.com next week. See you.